Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Welcome back to another episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt. You already know who's here, the boy, Ben Gabriel. What's going on? We got a lot to talk about today <laughs> as we are in the heart of the NBA playoffs. And we're just coming off a big weekend with the NFL draft. So let's get right into it. I feel like where we need to start with this episode is probably one of the most all-time great Game 7 performances we've ever seen. Not just in our lifetime, but of all time. Could agree or could you disagree? Because Steph Curry just had a 50-burger on the road in the Golden 1 Center against the Sacramento Kings Game 7 elimination game. Gosh, I don't even know how else to describe it, except Steph Curry was men amongst boys in that game. And Yeah, I mean... He's showing, he's showing why he's one of not just the best point guards of all time, but one of the best players of all time. And I think that's something to where if he keeps his run going playing like this, it's definitely going to be a discussion that is needed to be had. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's... He's one of one. Yeah, he's insane. I'm just looking at the stats. He's just... I mean, he took the most shots he's ever taken in a game ever, I believe. He took 38 shots. But, I mean, he was made more than 50% of them. Yeah, no, he... I mean, that's not not discrediting him at all. He only went to the line. He was three for five from the line, which is weird to see a couple misses on him. 60%? (laughs) Yeah. He's tired, though. 50 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. With the rest of the team struggling like that... The game was tight. It was a one-possession game at halftime. The third quarter was tight, and then it was around the end of the third and the fourth quarter to where they just – I don't even want to say they. Steph Curry just took off. Klay Thompson was 4 for 19 in the game. Jordan Poole was 3 for 9. Andrew Wiggins, 5 for 16. This team had no reason to beat the Kings by 20 points on the road as they've been one of the worst teams, if not the worst team on the road all season long. Steph Curry came up big for him. Did, yeah. Did you hear about what he said to him in the or how he had a meeting with the players after Game Six, heartbreaking yeah, loss? Clay Thompson and Draymond said it was like the best speech they've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, got him locked in. I I don't even know if he got him locked in. He got himself locked. Yeah. I mean, it, Draymond said he got us all locked in. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no one else watch, played like it, but yeah, just <laughs> watching the game. I mean, it was a hell of a game, and I mean, the defense from the Warriors was so much better. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the series, I mean, if you just look at the total numbers from this series. The Kings only had under 100 points one time in Game 3. They were held to 100 in Game 7. Um, outside of that, they were in, the numbers were high. So you got to give credit to the Warriors' defense. Shout-out Kevon Looney. A 20-rebound performance, not just his first time doing that this series. He's been a key, key factor on the glass for this Warriors team, and he's going to be huge for him um, in the next series against the Lakers, and that's what I'm getting into Coming off one of the best performances of his career, now we got something that everyone as an NBA fan has been waiting for, I'd say. LeBron versus Steph in the playoffs one last time. And it's it's crazy it's only the second round. Like Second round? I think it could be six this. Six versus seven seed. This, the six seed like, Warriors got home court advantage in this series. How crazy is that to think of? First time ever that a five, six, seven, and an eight seed will be represented in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I think that this series could be more exciting than the finals. Just because the players that are going to be in it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's LeBron versus Steph. Yeah. Five years ago, this was the finals. Yeah. <laughs> again and again and, and again. again. Yeah, like it's... I just love it because when you go back to 2018, every NBA fan is screaming, what the hell, another LeBron versus Steph finals. Like, it's almost as if that's all we could get. And now here we are five years later... And everyone's extremely excited to see this one last time because who knows how long these guys last. I mean, I, I think Steph Curry has five-plus more years in him. I think LeBron has three to five more years in him, but who knows? Yeah. You never know until we're in the moment. But we are in the moment right here, right now. Warriors-Lakers. Lakers are coming off a big-time series win against the Memphis Grizzlies, winning that series in six games, shutting up. A lot of players over there in Memphis. Apparently, John Morant's not fine in the West. 
<laughs> he's going to have to learn from that mistake next season. Yeah. But, you know, they, they were a little banged up. No Steven Adams for the playoffs. Um, they were without Brandon Clark as well for the playoffs. He was out for the year. And then Dylan Brooks opened his mouth. I mean, that was the worst thing he probably could have done. He said he doesn't regret it. I'd probably regret it if I were him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe that's just me. LeBron gave him, what, 20 and 20 the next game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it might have been two games later, but still. It was the very next game to where they probably outscored him by 20-plus in the first quarter. Held and him not, held him on nine top points. of it all, it's not like Dylan Brooks was playing good either. No, nah, he, like he had a series. very poor series. Yeah, I mean, but now it's an L. It leads us to the 6 versus 7 matchup, Warriors versus Lakers. I mean, what's the first thing that sticks out when you look at this? Because, I mean, just thinking about it numbers-wise, you got to think the Lakers have a slight advantage on the defensive side and on the glass. But when the Warriors are hot, they can score more points than anybody. I don't yeah. care who is on that Lakers team, especially with their shot-making from three, obviously. Who's your slight edge in this series? I mean, I'm going to give it to the Warriors. Yeah. Because they have more experience. They have the same team they did when they won the finals. Plus some guys, you know, plus a Jordan Poole. That's great. I mean, the defense. I just, I don't think I can see anybody on the Lakers being able to guard like Steph Curry. They don't have like a. Well, that's the thing. They don't have a guy to like stick them, face guard them the whole time. Well, there's nobody that can guard them. I know that. I I know that. But some guys on the Kings did a good job, though. Like, they don't have like a Davion Mitchell for instance, that can just face guard Steph Curry for 30 minutes. They don't have a guy like that. I mean... Austin Reeves? Maybe they put Austin Reeves in hell this series. Austin Reeves Someone's going to have him. to do it. Austin Reeves is getting cooked by Steph Curry if that happens. Well, he's without a doubt getting cooked by Steph Curry, but it's not, about, <laughs> it's not about stopping Steph Curry. It's about trying to just slow him down, make sure he doesn't get as many touches as he can. Yeah. You know? But I don't think I don't think they have possible. the personnel to make that happen. See, here here's <laughs> what I think the game plan needs to be for the Lakers going into this series. It's not about stopping Steph Curry. There's no stopping Steph Curry. But you saw that the rest of the Warriors aren't going to play great even when he plays great. If you can find a way to slow down the rest of the team and not get dominated on the glass while Steph Curry's averaging 35 points this series, then I feel like you can hang around. Because who on that Warriors team is guarding Anthony Davis? I mean, you could argue that Andrew Wiggins can, you know, find a way to mess with LeBron James, but I think, you know, this is a big-time series. This is bigger than just basketball, in my opinion. We're talking about LeBron and Steph Curry. This is a rivalry that's been going on for a very long time now. you got to think LeBron's going to put it into another gear entering this series. You thought he's been playing well last series? I feel like his shooting ability is going to go up another level in this series. And he's going to try and put this team on his back with Anthony Davis. You just got to think that. He's not 40 years old yet, is he? 38? 38, 39, something like that. It's just crazy how this guy's still one of the most unstoppable players in the league, and he's been doing it for 20-plus years. But I want to I wanna give the edge to the Lakers, but I just feel like the defending champs have too much firepower. They're too that good. Makes sense. They're they're just too good. Like when they're rolling all as a team, like I just there's no stopping them. Yeah, I, I mean like. they weren't even rolling as a team last night, and they scored 120 points. Yeah, but I mean that's just <laughs> Steph Curry being great. Yeah, and I think just like you said about LeBron kicking it into another gear, like I think this rivalry means just as much to Steph Curry. Yeah, you know because they lost to LeBron in the finals with the best team ever in the NBA. You know, 73 and nine, and you know I think he kind of wants to get back, get some more more wins on Bron. I mean, I, I I get it. LeBron had that crazy series win, but he's what is he one and four against Steph Curry all time, one and three in series. Yeah. I mean, if I feel like it's LeBron that wants that get back, and I want to take the Lakers in the series, but going into it, I mean, I had the Lakers Warriors matching up in the second round, and I took the Warriors. I think I'm going to stick with it for right now, but I totally think this series can go either way. I think it's going to go six or seven games. I think it will go seven games um, because people are forgetting, yeah, the Lakers won this series in six. They've played well, but they have the best record in all of the NBA since the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, this team is completely different um, since prior to that deadline. And, yes, D'Angelo Russell hasn't been playing his best ball in that first round, but he went off in that game six. He dominated. He came alive. I think that's going to continue going into the next round. And then, I mean, they have big guys that can – Guard their guys like, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga, if he finds way to get time, and maybe some of the guard play. 
Because I've been liking Jared Vanderbilt on the defensive end, honestly, along with Rui Hachimura. I mean, he's been doing it on both ends, honestly. They're just key role players for the Lakers that they haven't had in the past. Even their championship-winning team in the bubble, I don't think they had guys like that. I think it'll be really interesting. But, of course, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to LeBron and AD versus Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, in my opinion. Yeah. Of course, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to find a way to slow these guys down, but I just don't think it happens. If the Lakers win this series, though, they're going to dominate the glass. And they're just gonna be they're gonna be sound defensively. They're not gonna give up 120 points a game. If they can win ball games putting up 114 points, I think that's how they win the series. Yeah. But the the Warriors are gonna win their games putting up 120 plus. They're not gonna win games putting up 106, 108. And so that's something that I'm gonna keep my eyes on. Maybe Draymond Green steps out of his shell and starts dropping those triple doubles again that we were seeing in his prime. I he think that's a, gonna be another key factor. How many did he have? He had 18 or 20 in Game Five, right? Um, he did have a or big game. game. Six. Um, I can't remember exactly. I can pull it up. It was his first game back. You know what? I know I had the Warriors uh, on my bracket on my uh, Twitter page. But I think I'm going to make the switch on this podcast. I know we just said it when we started the segment, but I think I'm going to take the Lakers in this series. It's, it's going to be unbelievable to see. It's going to shock a whole lot of people. But I just feel like I feel like they got the pieces to get it done. And I don't think Steph dominating alone is going to be enough against LeBron and Anthony Davis and company. Because, you know, I, I laugh at Austin Reeves sometimes, but you got to give him credit. He's a good player. He's, He's a, good a good player, player who can score points on all three levels, honestly. Yeah. I mean, D'Angelo Russell's no joke. When he's hot, he's key for them. I think he's a big X factor. And then Rui Hachimura, and I just feel like those are guys that the Warriors don't have. Don't have? At least at the forward position. I mean, yes, not they yet. have Steph, the Clay, and Jordan Poole. Um, but outside of Andrew Wiggins, I mean, I'm not relying on Moses Moody, Gary Payton, Dante DiVincenzo, Kaminga if he finds a way to get playing time, which I feel like he might with the size that the Lakers have. And then maybe Kevon Looney goes crazy again, and he's just racking up 20 boards a game. And But I don't see that happening against Anthony Davis. No, I don't Anthony Davis is a completely different player than uh, some of these guys they've been facing over against uh, Sacramento. I get it. Sabonis is a good player, but he was getting exposed in that, especially in these last few games. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to see. I think it goes both ways, though, because I know the Lakers forwards are a lot better than the Warriors forwards, like miles better than the Warriors forwards. It's not even close, but I think that the Warriors guard play is miles ahead of the Lakers guard play with Steph yeah. Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. and Jordan Poole. And I well, think yeah. that those guys are going to be the guys that win new games. It's going to be for the Warriors. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, gonna be I don't yeah. It's I think it's definitely going to be 7 games. I mean, this, this but, might be the probably will be the best matchup of the second round. Yeah, I mean, I but, think they're the two best teams in the West. But really? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's I not, said last week I think that the Lakers yeah. are going to Yeah. I, I I don't know why I said I mean, that. It's not, I think the Warriors are a better team. But. It's not it's not that crazy. But then when you go and look over to the other side of the Western Conference, which we're about to get into, it's the Denver Nuggets, the one seed in the West, who've been balling all year long, and then a Phoenix Suns team who has some experience in the playoffs, and now they've just added Kevin Durant to the roster, a team that doesn't have a ton of depth. But when those two guys are going, they're probably one of the most explosive duos in the league. Yeah. Um, definitely a top three duo, arguably the best. Yeah. Because Devin Booker's whole career has been facing double teams. He's been the best player on his team his whole career. Now you add a guy like Kevin Durant, it's obviously shown with his ability to score when he has some pressure off him. So I feel like that's what makes that Suns team so dangerous with a veteran Chris Paul, a good big man in DeAndre Ayton. I get it, their bench is a bit of a weak point, but... I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a duo like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant since, I want to say, like... LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah, like since <laughs> LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah. So going to the other side, Nuggets, Suns. Nuggets handled Phoenix, I want to say, in game one. I mean, it was a good game, but Phoenix was never really able to creep their way back into it, and Denver was able to handle their business. And you got to give them credit. I mean, Jamal Murray... I talked about it on the pod last week, how this guy steps up come playoff time. His numbers just skyrocket, and that continued in game one of the second round series against the Suns. I want to say he had 34 points. Mm -hmm. I mean, he balled out. Um, yeah, 34-9. Nikola Jokic, 24 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's got to be better in that aspect in company. Did you see the clip of him just standing like 
on the baseline just watching people rebound. <laughs> you didn't you didn't see that? I did not see that. It was pretty funny. He was just standing there watching Jokic get boards. It yeah. was crazy. No, it was, was crazy. I mean, I, I saw a good amount of highlights, but I wasn't able to see that. Obviously, I was. I uh, just I don't know the what the Suns can do better. You know, their their duo combined for fifty six points. Well, I know what they can do better. They they cannot allow one hundred twenty five points. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, their duo scored I mean, fifty six combined, and they lost by eighteen. Their bench just, was pretty mediocre as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. They don't have a good bench, <laughs> but. I mean, three points, three points, three points, two for five, seven points. Like, I think they need to put campaign in the in the game more. Only five points in game one, in my opinion, I think that's unacceptable. I, I mean, this guy's been I there mean, before. He only played five minutes. He expect- yeah. That's what I mean. I, I think, think that's unacceptable. Needs, yeah, I mean, I don't think Chris Paul's good enough to play thirty-two minutes. I think thirty-two minutes is fine. I We're talking could, about fourteen minutes play. to Landry Shamit. We're talking about ten and twelve minutes apiece to Damian Lee and Jock Landle. I think I think you need to give these reserve minutes to Campaign and Bismack Biombo. I get it, Big Campaign's Bismack Biombo is kind of a meme. The only other point guard on their team. Yeah, and yet he only played five minutes. Yeah, that's got to change. I think that's got to change completely. But yes, you have to give credit to the Nuggets team. They they balled out. Aaron Gordon, twenty three points on nine to thirteen shooting. I mean, um, Tory Craig was out there running around. Twenty four minutes, scored three <laughs> points, one assist, doing nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit yeah. one three all night, 24 minutes. Four rebounds, three <laughs> fouls, had an assist. No, he has to be better. <laughs> they all have to Along be better. Along with Josh I mean, Okogie, but I, you can't expect a lot more from Josh Okogie. No, the Nuggets just played good. They just played good ball. They did. Here's the problem. I found it for you. It's always the same thing for every team. I'm telling you, this is how you win ball games. The Nuggets out-rebounded the Suns by 11, dominated them on the offensive rebounds, doubled their O-boards, and then the Suns had 16 turnovers to the Nuggets' nine. I mean, that's how you win ball games: yeah, out-rebounding your opponent and not turning the ball over. I mean, the Suns shot 51% in this game, and they lost. They lost by 18. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets took I'm well, the Nuggets. The, the Nuggets. The Nuggets <laughs> made more shots because of those turnovers because and that, those rebounds. 17 more shots. Yeah, 101 shots. That's crazy. Because of the rebounds and the turnovers. And yes. they shot 44% from three. I'm I'm giving I'm giving these teams a formula. So I don't know why they can't figure it out. They can't get <laughs> boards. Jokic is too good. They got too many big guys. Aaron Gordon, MPJ, Jokic. They're yeah. all you know. They're all six ten, plus. I mean, outside of Nikola Jokic having nineteen rebounds, I mean, Gordon had six. Jamal Murray had five. MPJ had three. No one else really did crazy on the glass. It's just Jokic who you got to contain, and that's something they got to figure out. Nineteen's too much. Yeah, I, I mean, get it. He's a two-time MVP, one of the best players in the league. But that was the king's. If they're problem. gonna compete in this series, they gotta they gotta control this man on the glass because yeah. he doesn't even need to score points. Obviously, yes, scoring's a factor for him. But if you got Jamal Murray balling out, shooting 50, 55 percent, with Aaron Gordon having twenty plus, MPJ only had eleven. Yeah, five and nine shooting. I had money on him to hit three threes, and he sold yeah. me. Well. <laughs> Well, speaking in the series, this series is going to go six or seven games. The uh, the Suns are going to figure out ways to not turn the ball over 16-plus times. And then as long as they compete on the glass, not give up 16 offensive rebounds, I think it's going to be closer because, yeah, it looks like Kevin Durant Devin Booker had a dominant duo game, 29-27. and 27. Game two, you can see a 38-35 and 35 type game. Yeah. Because 10 of 19 and 12 of 19, these guys, these guys balled out. Yeah. I think <laughs> – They'll I, be, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I know you said six or seven games, but I could see Nuggets in like five. I don't think that happens. I just, I don't think the Suns are as good as advertised. I know they have the players, but I don't. I think, get it. Their depth is a big weak point. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the guy to say it, but they should have lost that series to the Clippers. Those boys were healthy. They lose that series. They started down two zero. No, they yes they, they won. Did. They won four straight. They won in five. They ended the they season. They ended the play. season playing the Clippers. There That's funny. <laughs> but yeah. I th- I don't think they would have won the series if Kawhi plays, if Paul George plays. Like they played a really beat up Clippers team and yes, Clippers I game do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I just don't think they're as good as people think they are. I'm okay with jumping on your wagon <laughs> and taking the Nuggets to win the series. But you got it in like six or seven. This series is going to be deep and it's going to be competitive. Yeah, it I don't care. Definitely going to be this, competitive. I mean, we're talking about another, like I said, one of the best duos in the league, and Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. These guys know how to score the ball. 
And I feel like they're going to do everything they can to make the most of this opportunity because you never know how long KD is going to last on a squad. It could only be a few <laughs> years. They could only a be a few more a games. Right I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you really never do know. But with the way the Nuggets looked, yes, I'd be okay with taking the Nuggets. Now, are they my solidified, that's who I'm taking? I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot more we need to see in this series. Yeah. It's I mean, only it's been one still game. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They can figure out how to turn up. They're probably yeah. the best team in the league. It's going to go six or seven games, I'll tell you that. But it's setting up for a fantastic showdown in the Western Conference. I mean, I think any four of these teams can make the finals. I just Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Lakers, honestly speaking. I just don't know how the Suns can play better. I'm looking at this, and they're two, be- they're two best, and don't they're two best the players over. played amazing. You rebound the ball better, and you don't turn the ball over. There you go. Well, Damn. obviously, but I mean, I mean that those are the two key factors. Two I, key factors. I know that, but when your players, when they combine for fifty-six, Kevin Durant has fourteen rebounds. Like Devin Booker has eight assists. I just don't because they're not going to get rebounds. <laughs> That's just Jokic. Jokic is way better than DeAndre. And you got to think they find a way. Kevin Durant had fourteen boards. Even if you're not beating them on the glass, if you're getting out rebounded by five, and you're not turning over the ball as much, hitting more threes. Getting to the line, drawing fouls. Yeah. This is going to be a great series. This I series th- is just getting started. DeAndre Eaton needs help from his guards getting boards. In, yes. In game two's tonight. It's Is it May 1st? Wow, Monday, May 1st. Uh, make sure we get that rent in. I paid it. Someone, there's one person who hasn't paid it. It's me. It's you? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, I'll get it in. <laughs> so we got, a long, we got a long way to go in this series. I think it's going to go another week and a half, but it's going to be insanely interesting. And speaking of interesting, that's where it moves on to my boys going up against the team to, it seems like we play them every other year in the playoffs. Philadelphia 76ers, they've been sitting off for about a week or so now as they swept Brooklyn 4-0 in their series. I mean, going into this series, Celtics were able to scrape away against the Hawks, win that series in six. Trey Young dominated for a 38-point fashion in game five with no DeJounte Murray. It was a competitive series, I'm going to be honest. Watching that series, obviously thick and thin from start to finish for all the games. The Hawks played real—I mean, that was the hardest I've seen them play all year long. I mean, yeah, Trey I mean, Young balled out. Um, outside of game one, they looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Game one, they looked like shit. And they but. were able to score the rock. You got to give them credit. I mean, they were top four all season long in scoring, and they were able to keep it going. And that's what I'm going to say. The one thing I'm worried about going into the series against Philadelphia, we got to pick up our defensive ways. Yeah, you guys gave up a lot of points. We gave up way too many points in that series against Atlanta. But I feel like we always play to the level of our competition sometimes, and yeah, that's not a good thing to say, but... Now we're going up against a really competitive Philadelphia team who I mean, believes they have the pieces to make a big run. Yeah, I mean, it's not... A great thing to say, but like, you guys could have won that series just off talent alone, I think. I Talking know. about the Hawks series? Yeah. Yes. And I mean, th- I mean that's what we did. Just way more talented That's than That's Hawks. what we did. It yeah. was a tight series, but even in most of the tight games, we were At the able end, to pull like, away. Yeah, they, and that's what we did in game six. I mean, and that's what makes me feel promising. In game six, the defense was still horrendous. <laughs> it was back and forth offensively. And then you go to, if you go and look at like the last six minutes of the game, we turned it on on both ends. Yeah. And I don't know who lit the fire under who, but we finally turned it on. And we looked like the team that we've been looking like all season long. And we got to try and uh, bring it to this next series. As, you know, like I said, Philadelphia has been off for about a week or so now. Um, Joel Embiid, he's been, he's been resting a knee injury. Who He's listed as doubtful. He's listed as doubtful. I believe he's going to play in this game one. I've been seeing some of his workouts over the weekend. He looks like he's ready to go. Is um, that why you guys are a nine-point favorite? I believe he's so. Doubtful. It started at six and a half. Yeah. Um, nine and a half now. Nine and a half now, yes. <laughs> um, which I don't, I don't like. Um, I don't <laughs> like being nine and a half-point favorites against a good Philadelphia team. But with 70% of the public being on the spread, um, makes me feel a little better. But going into this series... We can go to TD Garden two nights for $81. <laughs> Two nights? Why aren't we there? Can we make it? Go Wednesday, 120 bucks. See, that's what stinks about the Bucks getting eliminated. I know I'm getting a little off topic here, but oh that's not our I didn't even think. think about that. We always go to Milwaukee for Celtics Bucks. And now, where are we going? Where are we going? This Philadelphia? Year? Are we going to Philly? No. It's a long drive. You're going to get your ass kicked in Philly. No. Bullshit. Can't, can't We're winning Philly. in Philly. I know, but that's why you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> huh? Philly fans, man. 
scary people. Oh, literally get our ass kicked. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not worried. <laughs> not worried about them one bit. <laughs> one bit. That's a good series. Two crazy fan bases. Two good environments. I really, I really think we get this series done. And please watch me when I say this. Five or six games. Hell no. Seven. I think we win the series in five or six games. And it's because we match up extremely well with Philadelphia. Our bench is not even a competition yeah. when we talk about our bench versus their bench. That is a great I one. understand they have Joel Embiid, and he's one of the best players. He's about to be the MVP. We are going to kill them on the glass. We are going to kill them on the glass. Probably. Because of how many guys we have that can rebound the ball extremely well. Yeah. Jason Tatum has become one of those guys that can become a top rebounder for a team. Yeah. I mean, he gets eight. He gets a game. eight, nine, ten rebounds a game. Yeah. He's in double figure rebounds every other game. And then we're talking about Al Horford and Robert Williams in the, in the paint. I mean, we just got guys all over the place. We shoot the ball way better than them. We're second in the league in three point shots made. And then we score the ball more than them. The only thing I'm afraid of is we can't let them get to the line too often. We can't let Joel Embiid. And get James to the line 15-plus times a game. And James Harden. And James Harden. Yeah. The X factor for them is James Harden, though. 100%. If James Harden is able to score... He needs to have 25 and 10 every if game. If James Harden is able to score like he was a few years ago in his prime, that's when I think this series gets scary. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to be able to guard Maxi super well. Obviously, if all three of their guys are playing their top ball, that's when I think this series is really scary for us. Yeah, I mean, in game four of the Nets series... Tobias Harris had 25. So it's yeah. just like guys like that, like if they can have big games, like that's how the Sixers will get it done. Like but then you look on the other hand because you're talking about guys that can score 25 yeah, outside like of Tatum, White, Brown. Brogdon. Derek White has done yeah. it a few times already this postseason. Yeah. We know Malcolm Brogdon can do it. Um, we've seen guys – I know I'm reaching a little bit here, but we've seen guys like Al Horford. We've been to a couple of those crazy playoff games where he's had 30-plus. Grant Williams last year, game seven of the second round against the Bucks. He had the best game of his career. He will not have a better game than that plus. the rest of his he career. He probably won't have a game like that, but I'm just saying there, there's guys on this roster that can do it. Yeah. So that's why I think we get it done in five or six games. I can go, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it in six because in the playoffs, we play really well on the road late in the series. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we lost a game five, got it done in game six. Maybe it's tied up 2-2 and we take game five and then steal game six, win the series. That's another reason I think it's seven games because I think that first round series for the Sixers was very important that it only went four games because their bench is so limited. Their starters are going to need to play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes every game. Mm -hmm. And if it's a six, seven game series, it helps that their first round playoff series was only four games and they swept them. Yeah. They, no, they right. got a lot of time off. They got a lot of I think of it matters more for the Joel Embiid injury. Yeah, Because definitely. he's the guy that matters the most, in my opinion. I yeah. mean, if he doesn't yes, play, the rest it's... was really nice. At the same time, how I'm looking at it as a Celtics fan with my guys, we still got a few days off, but I don't mind not getting a whole week off because we still got our momentum flowing now, you know? And these guys are still young professionals. We're a young team compared to a lot of other teams. Um, outside of Al Horford, I mean, we're a very young team. Most, all of our, most, if not all of our guys are under 30 years old outside of Al Horford. So I'm expecting us to bring our game six momentum that last five minutes of that stretch into this series. And then, I mean, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who can stop them? Who can stop them? Who's going to stop them? Probably nobody, but I don't think anybody on the Celtics is stopping Joel. Rob's See, that's, too, where, that's too, where I think that's huge for them. Rob's if too his little. If his injury is bigger than people think, then they might, I yeah. think they could be screwed. No, if it's a big injury, it's a five-game series, Because we, we double-teamed Joel. Yeah. And if he's injured, even just partially 80%, I don't think we put all of our defensive focus on him as much as we normally do. And that means Joel, or excuse me, James Harden's getting more pressure. Tyrese Maxey's getting more pressure. But if you don't double-team him, even if he's 80%, Joel's giving Rob 35 He's probably guarding Al most of the series. Yeah. Or Al's probably guarding him most of the series. But yes, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's MVP. still the MVP. Yeah. He's MVP. I mean, he needs to get double teamed. If he's starting the game without limited minutes, he's getting double teamed. And that'll be interesting to see what the, we choose to do with them. And the biggest thing for the Sixers is if they can hit their threes. Cause like you said, they're double teaming Joel. So someone's open. If Joel can find that guy and they can make an extra pass and, hit those threes i mean 
P.J. Tucker, team. Tobias Harris, yeah. um, D'Anthony Melton, Tyrese Maxey. James Harden. I mean, if those guys are shooting well, then the Sixers are I think it goes for both team. sides, though. Yeah, it does. Because, it definitely does. Because it was showing later in the series that, you know, Tatum was getting double teamed a lot. A lot more than I'm used to seeing as a fan. And so that comes down to how's Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, yeah. guys like that. How are they going to shoot the ball? I mean, I think um, you see a big switch in how teams are going to start defending the Celtics because Jason Tatum is put himself at that level where he deserves to be double teamed. Like he's that good. You I know? think that's a big reason as to why Jalen Brown is so effective in the playoffs because majority, I mean, yes, he's still most one of the top guys you got to watch, but most, most of the defensive focus is game planned around Jason Tatum. Yeah. But I'm totally okay with that because Tatum's a, he's able to not just score, but facilitate the ball and get guys in the right spot. Yeah. And he can do other, he can rebound like we already talked yes. about. I mean, he can do other things besides score the basket. And that's why I think some of those guys, such as James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, are in trouble because we have plenty of perimeter defenders that can guard them. Maybe not completely shut them down, but slow them down really well. Yeah. And I'm talking about Maxey specifically. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I think we'll I, see. Yeah, I, think I think he's going to struggle this series. He might have a big game or two, but I think he'll mainly struggle, along with Tobias Harris. I don't know. He's gotten so much better as the year has gone on. You know how big of a fan I am. I know. Of I know you are. You you do like Tyrese Maxey. I just I know Derek White. I know Marcus Smart. They're great defenders, great guard defenders. Um, Jalen Brown too. Jalen Brown's a great guard defender. Um, I mean, he was struggling against I just, Trey Trey Young from thirty plus feet out. But if like we've talked Maxie's about, if James Harden's hot, like no one's stopping him. He's yes. the best. He's the best ISO player. Almost it's James ever. Harden and Joel Embiid versus Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in this series. Yeah, I mean, that's a great matchup. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a hell of a series. Yeah, I mean, even if even if one of these teams do win in five, each and every game is going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I just hope, I hope Joel plays. I want to see both teams healthy. And I also got the winner of the series going to the finals. I agree with that, hundred um, percent. I know Jimmy. I know Jimmy buckets. <laughs> um, Jimmy playoff has been insane. Rolled ankle. He won't be hundred percent. But he's got a rolled ankle now. Happened at the end of the game one end of game one against the Knicks. He were able to scrape off the Knicks. They were able to steal game one on the road. Um, but we'll see how big of an injury that Jimmy Butler ankle injury is. I mean, obviously without Jimmy Butler, this team can't go any further. They're nothing. I don't they're nothing <laughs> without Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hero's already out for pretty much the playoffs with a broken hand. Definitely. They said it's possible he can return if they make the finals. Yeah. I'm not counting on that. No, um, they're not gonna make the finals. So I mean, I think they drug him up. They have to because they need him. I think that's um, what they do with Joel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shoot him with I some. Agree. Shoot I was talking about Jimmy Butler. shit in his knee. Yeah, I think they're gonna do it. I mean, it's just the star guys. You need him to play in the playoffs. Who are you taking in that Celtics series? I'm taking. I'm taking Celtics in six. That's what I'm going with. I'm probably gonna take Celtics in seven. I okay. really like the Sixers roster this year, but at the end of the day, I think the Celtics are a better coach team. I think they have better defense. Wow. Yeah, Missoula. Wow. Credit to Missoula. Wow, that's interesting to hear. I don't hear that a lot, so I put a smile on my face. Yeah, you're welcome. I <laughs> honestly think Missoula can do a little bit better. I think he's I think he's had his moments. I think he struggles sometimes with the with the rotation. Maybe that's something he's still figuring out, and maybe that depends on uh, personnel on the other side. So maybe that's something that I just need to look at more. But then also just rallying the troops and making sure we're playing our best ball all 48 minutes. Normally... In the regular season, we were a dominant team in the third quarter. I feel like we struggled in that series against Atlanta a lot in the third quarter. And that's something that needs to be fixed. We needed to be coming out halftime. Well, every third quarter, I feel like you guys would go in a half up 20 points. We'd, you even know, in the third quarter, you guys would you know, kind of be a little lackadaisical. And and that, but that's what we can't have. No, I don't care if we're up 15. I don't, I yeah. Don't, yeah, exactly. I don't care if we're up 15. But I think you guys know what you're going up against in this series yeah. versus the Hawks where everybody knew, like, Celtics and four, Celtics and five. I just don't like, like taking teams for granted. That's all. No, I mean, I, I can't like take the we, I feel like we granted, did that a little you, bit in this. You take Sixers for granted, series. you're going to lose the series. They're yes. definitely good enough to make well, that Well, I know, I know we're not going to do it against Philly, but. You guys always play your best ball against Philly. Yeah. And I don't know. I just. I'm, cur- I'm curious to see our offensive game plan. And I'm curious to see what we do against James Harden and Joel Embiid specifically. Because I know we're normally 90% of the time doubling Joel. Yeah. But with the roster they got, something that we're not used to seeing in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little different. All as five, well as, all five as, well of as the personnel we play. Three. It'll be interesting. I'm excited for this series. Yeah. I'm really excited. Then switching over to the other side of the Eastern Conference, Knicks Heat. 
two upsets in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks were able to get it done against the Cavs in five games. That's unbelievable to me. Um, that just shows how much work the Cavs need um, to improve. I think it but definitely shows the that Knicks. the Cavs need work and need some more help off the bench and, you know, all that. But The rebounding was a huge problem in that yeah. series. It, from start to finish, the rebounding was a huge problem. Yeah, Mobley, Mobley needs to get in the gym. That's what Mo- needs to happen. Mobley needs to get in the gym. <laughs> I, th- I think they need to find a replacement for Jared Allen. His re- Who do they th- get, though? Brooke Lopez? I do not Something, know. We'll figure that know, out. Like, I don't know we'll figure they- that out in the offseason. But watching him throughout that five-game series, he was a disaster. He was a disaster. I mean, he had Liability Did you see his offense. interview? No. He admitted it. He said he, the lights got to him. Right lights. Oh, yes. Yes, I did that? see that. He I did see he, that. Yeah. He, he admitted it. He, I, he played like shit. That's not know? what you want to hear. No, it's, it's not. It's, but it's Jarrett Allen is one of those guys that's just very unexperienced when it comes to playoff. His main ball. His main and only role on a roster is rebounding the basketball. And rim protection. And that was what he did not do in that series yeah, against the Knicks. couldn't do it at all. And I think that's a big factor. And then obviously their depth, like you said, it needs upgraded. Yeah. It needs upgraded. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland can't carry a I team. Saw, like you might have told me, but I don't think it was you that told me. But Isaac Okoro had the worst shooting percentage for taking 153s this season. Doesn't of, shock me one bit here. Out of any player in the league. I mean, that just doesn't you know, shock me one you bit. You need guys. Are, he was a first round draft pick. I feel like I mean, I've been saying it all year long. Isaiah Kokoro is a huge weak spot for this yeah, Cavs definitely team. Definitely a liability. He does nothing. Without a doubt. Can't play defense. His defense is very medi- mediocre. He's that, not a scorer. He's not that good of a shooter. No. <laughs> Can't facilitate the ball. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't really want to talk about the Cavs anymore. I mean, after, I give a shit less after about all him. that, yeah, they're out. They're out. <laughs> it's in the past. But they got some promising yeah. players, though. But I think it's definitely, I know we're shitting on the Cavs, but I almost think it's more credit to the Knicks than it is that the Cavs are bad. Because the Cavs had a great regular yeah. season, and the Knicks just shut them down. And on top of all of it, I know you're done talking about the Cavs, but Donovan Fine. Mitchell had, what, 10 points in Game 7? He, did, game, not, game he five? did not shoot the ball well at all late in that series. Just looking at his rundown. He had like 8 points in Game 5. No, he, it was Game <laughs> 4 he didn't play well. He had 38 in Game 1, 17 in Game 2, 22 in Game 3, 11 in Game 4, and 28 in Game 5. Outside of Game 1, it's a, it's a bad series for him. Even though he had 28, he was 11 for 26. 22, 7, and 5, I mean, it looks like a good game, but it's it's not going to cut it. It's harder for him in the playoffs to have those big games because of how the Cavs don't have any other superstars to take but attention But he should be used to that from I Utah. I know, but it's like... In my opinion. Maybe it's different because it's a different but organization, he doesn't, he doesn't different have roster. Like a, he doesn't have a Jalen Brown. He doesn't have a James Harden. He doesn't have a... You know, he doesn't have that second guy that I, can score I, the I rock. understand, but... He didn't have that in Utah either, and I still feel like yeah, he was. He never a did lot, good in the playoffs. He was a though. lot. He was better in the playoffs than he, he was. Did, yeah, he did do better in Utah than they, he did in Cavs. They but. would go. They would at least make it to the second round. <laughs> yeah, but but I think I was also disappointed East, in Darius Garland. Was, I was disappointed in their whole team. Yeah, no, they looked like shit. They I needed mean, to be better. Anyways, credit to the Knicks. Credit credit to Jalen Brunson. Credit to R.J. Barrett. Jalen um, Brunson is. He's the real deal. Yeah, he's legit. I mean, R.J. Barrett's been doing his part as well. Let me tell you, though, if Julius Randle can find a way to pick up his game and get back to what he was doing They're in the regular team. season, they can beat this Heat team, even with Jimmy Butler playing at his highest level. Yeah. But now that he's injured, we don't know about that right ankle injury. I don't know who to take in this series. I mean, I I think I'm still going to take the Heat because I feel like he'll be fine. I don't think it was that serious of an injury. Um, but if the injury's bad, then the Knicks are winning this thing in six because they got guys – all over the place. I mean, Josh Hart is promising. Emmanuel quickly has been very underwhelming in this postseason. If he starts pick, if he and if he starts picking it up, you know, it's another guy for them. Um, credit to Mitchell Robinson, um, and Isaiah Hartenstein. I mean, these guys have been good on the glass for him. Great with Julius Randle. Yeah. So this is, I don't want to say a scary team because I, I mean, R.J. Barrett plays a three. He's six eight. They're just they just have size. They have. Is he six eight? Six 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 six. He's he's a good size. He's, he's a good, good size. size he looks he looks bigger than that on on the screen at least. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, he's just they're all athletic. They all play defense pretty well. That series is going to be really competitive. Yeah, I mean, really Jalen Brunson locked Darius Garland up, locked yeah. him up. Yeah, I didn't know Jalen Brunson had defense like that. He did show his two way ability yeah. in that series. He locked him up, and now he's got to he's got to keep it going. I mean, honestly, they they played pretty solid against Jimmy Butler in Game One. Yeah, once he had twenty five points. Um, I mean, he played a good game, but that was just a good overall team game from them. Honestly, I mean, yeah, they were able to do it all. 
able to scrape by, win the game one away to one one. I mean, who who are you taking in the rest of the series? Because there's a lot of question marks after the Jimmy Butler injury. If Jimmy Butler's healthy, I'm going to take the Heat, just because they already have one game won. Yeah, on the road too. Um, you know, if they can win at home from here on out, they win the series. Yes. If they don't win another game on the road and they just win in Miami, they win the series. So I think I'm probably going to take Miami. This may be crazy, but I think after seeing that tweak, maybe it doesn't even affect him. I don't know. <laughs> but I think I'm going to take the Knicks in this series. I don't hate that either. I think because it's a very even if series. the Knicks would have shot the three ball even decently well in game one, they would have won that game. Yeah. They're a better rebounding team. Um, yeah. How did Bam do? Um, Bam, his, his, stats? his stats were 16 points, 8 rebounds. He needs to do better. Mitchell Robinson had 14 rebounds. Obi Toppin and Josh Hart had 8. RJ Barrett had 9. Wow. That was just a team rebounding performance from them. I mean, it's impressive with no Randall. Yeah. And he's going to be back if not Did game the Knicks 2 win and then the game 3. and lose the game? Yeah, they out-rebounded them by 9, but they had 13 turnovers to the Heat 8. And they shot 20% from 3. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Twenty percent from threes—that's what's going to cut it. If they if they hit two or they're three more threes, they win that too. game. They were shooting really well. Yeah, they're normally the a better three. Yeah, so I'm expecting that to change. Jalen Brunson was over seven from three. Yeah, he's going to change. That, yeah, that RJ Bear was one happen. for five. Josh Hart was over four. Yeah, those I guys think are gonna this series better. is going to go six or seven games. But if Jimmy Butler has a Jimmy playoff type performance in game six or seven, then that's where the Heat steal the series. Um, but if they're able to maintain him. Keep them under 30, 32, then I think the Knicks got a shot because they got some great depth to their roster. Got to give them credit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm still taking the Celtics Philly winner that to go to the finals. It's going to be, gosh, playoffs are just getting started, man. What's your favorite series? Lakers, Lakers, Warriors? Probably. Yeah. Or the Philadelphia Boston series. I mean, mine's obviously Philly Boston. Yeah. But after this series, it's Lakers, Warriors. One last time, Steph versus LeBron. It's crazy to think about. Both those guys have four rings. Both these guys are playing for their legacy right now. So that's why that series is going to be incredible. Um, <laughs> but playoffs are just getting started. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. A lot of every others now for a lot of these series. Um, I know in the first round there was a lot of two days off in between games. Um, it's not going to be like that in the second round. Games are going to be every other. So um, get ready for a lot of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you want to see in the – Western Conference Finals. The Western Conference Finals. Because I was thinking about it, and I think a Nuggets Warriors series or a Suns Warriors series, either of them I would want, be crazy. I want I want to see Kevin Durant versus Steph Curry. I want to yeah, see another I mean, one of those crazy matchups. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I get it. The Nuggets, they can be special. They can finally get it done, get over that hump. But I want to see these, you know, crazy matchups of guys that have history. I don't know. And yeah. we're already with that with LeBron and Steph. And just imagine KD with on his new team and Devin Booker, team that's been there before against a dynasty squad, former team. It's, I mean, can't write a better script than what's going on right now, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, so that's what I would want to see. Yeah, um, but I still think any of the four teams in the Western Conference have the ability to make the finals. I, agree. I really do. One hundred percent, I agree. You got to give them credit. I could see both of these series going seven games and then the Western Conference final also going seven yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it all year long, how crazy competitive the Western Conference is. I mean, it's going to continue throughout this playoffs without a doubt. I think that's no question. Yeah, I think it's going to be Nuggets-Warriors. Yeah. I think. But it, it could easily be Suns-Lakers. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. it really could. I want to be really surprised. It really could. And I think I want to see Jamal Murray and Steph Curry match up. With Jamal Murray playing how he is, uh, Jokic playing how he is. I just think there's a big... For all four teams, this is big for their legacies. All it the is. players on all four teams. We're talking about the Suns, a team that's been there before, fallen short. They've gotten a key addition. Kevin Durant has a couple rings, a chance to add to it. Legacy is huge for them. Nuggets have never been able to get over the hump. A chance to finally get to the finals for the first time with their squad. Chance to add to the legacy. Does Kevin Durant have two rings with the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can he get it done without Steph? It's a big can question. Can he get it done without Steph? Warriors, Steph Curry, chance to add to the legacy, get five. How unbelievable would that be if they got five? That'd be crazy. And then we're talking about LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, a chance to go get another one with that squad. LeBron with four, a chance to go get five. Add on to his greatness, his legacy. Yeah, that would solidify him as the GOAT. I mean, there's just there's a lot in question that can come out in this playoffs in that Western Conference. So 
It's going to be fun to watch. That's where I'm going to leave it because we got to get to the NFL and we got to talk about the NFL. We draft. do have to get to the NFL. Um, Who had the best draft? And now moving over to the NFL, I mean, if that's the first thing you want to talk about, who do you think had the best draft? Because can't believe I'm saying I it. Know. I can't believe I'm saying it. Go ahead. The Eagles had the best draft, and it's yeah, not even close. I probably agree with you. They're loading up their Georgia boys. <laughs> Philly Bulldogs. Yeah. Philadelphia Bulldogs. It's fucking bullshit. I, <laughs> it's bullshit. Why, why does that upset you so much? Just another team to compete with. Yeah, but they're on the they're in the completely other conference. Yeah, but I mean, it, they they got, they traded up to get Jalen Carter at nine. I think that's a great get. He he has a chance to be the best player in this draft. Yeah, and then getting Nolan Smith an edge rusher, just piling onto that defense. And he can play linebacker. Dude runs a four three, and he's what six four two fit two forty two thirty. And then they add pieces in their secondary in the third and fourth round, getting Sidney Brown out of Illinois safety, and then Kelly Ringo, another Georgia guy. Um, he is. <laughs> that was my boy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was your boy. You were him a big and, fan of him. Him and Hendon Hooker. Yeah. None of them went early, but. Yeah. I'm not as high as Kelly Ringo as I was earlier in the season. I just think he's a good, this may sound weird, but he's a good specimen. He's got a good breed. Yeah. He got a good build. Great build, <laughs> I think. For I just, a DB? I saw, I saw Marvin cook him for three quarters, and I just... He's not going to be able to stay. He's not going to be able to compete with Justin Jefferson and you know yeah, those top the best guys. guys in the NFC. That's he's, fair. He's not. But that's where he can him. maybe grow. And we're also talking about a yeah. future top five receiver in the league. Yeah, I mean, and Marvin Harrison Jr. He's already <laughs> a top five receiver in the league, and he's not even in the league yet. It's crazy, but but I mean, outside of that, looking at the top draft picks, I mean, anything surprise you at all? I know, I know, what surprised me, and that's the Texans trading up to get three. And getting back-to-back picks. I loved it. What You loved it? I loved it. Um, they got a superstar on each side of the ball. I think Will Anderson was, what, probably the number one overall rated player in the draft. Uh, I He might have been, potentially. I don't remember exactly. Um, he was one of them. Yeah, I mean, he was top three. Yeah. Um, and C.J. Stroud, I mean, got a gunslinger. Yeah. I mean. That was the last place I wanted him to go, though. Oh, I Houston. mean, yeah, as a Buckeyes fan, you hate him to go to a losing team. D'Amico like Ryan's, though, maybe a chance to turn around their franchise. Yeah, um, I mean, people are, I don't know, I saw stuff on Instagram, people comparing him to the Jets last year because they have a ton of young talent. If you look at it that way, they're, you know, they're a couple wide receivers, probably an offensive line. I mean, they, they obviously still need some pieces, but they they're, they got started in the right direction with those I mean, two draft picks, in my opinion. I mean, I obviously, I definitely like, is C.J. Stroud guy. I think he was the best quarterback available. Um, Bryce Young went one of the Panthers. I was expected. Um, but now I just think they need to get weapons for C.J. Stroud. I mean, I think... Damian, the running back's good. Damian, Damian Pierce? Pierce? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good player. He was a rookie um, last year. Yes. He's going to be great. He'll, he'll be good. But, I mean, I think the receiver room is definitely... Horrible. <laughs> really bad. I mean, who um, they Some have? people Nico like Collins. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, Nico Collins, John Mechie, Noah Brown. And John Mechie didn't play last year. Yeah. He's a rookie. I just – Noah Brown? Dallas? Yes. Former, wow. Yeah, from the Cowboys. Former Buckeye. Yeah. kind of That's a good get for Texans. He'll play. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. But I still think they're, know, they're, this is a Texans team that away. wins five games max, I think. Five? Yeah. I mean, CJ Stroud's going to come in and start week one, and I'm so excited to watch that. I cannot uh-huh. wait to see him on an NFL field. I think it's – because, I mean, that defense, I mean, yeah, they just got a key guy for their defense, but. It's mid outside of that. It's just, uh, yeah, they're a few years away. Yeah. But happy for Stroud. He's going to be great in the league. Hopefully he silences the haters, honestly. I think he uh, will. He's going to win rookie of the year. You watch. You think so? Yep. Wow. Because another guy that potentially has a chance to win rookie of the year, Anthony what? Richardson, got drafted number four to the Indianapolis Colts. It's a very promising team, and they said they believe he's going to come in and be the starter right away. Something that, that some people, huh? Who said that? Jim Ursay. Is that okay. how you say his name? Yeah, yeah, Jim Ursay. So it's interesting because they got they got Minshew, and I think it's going to be like a Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett type thing where Minshew might start week one, week two, and then he's going to shit the bed, and then Anthony Richardson I think will I, come in and. I think I might listen to the GM upstairs. I feel like what he wants is how it's going to go. 
yeah, Garner Minshew, obviously he's promising, but what are the, what are the Colts going for this season? Honestly, like are they trying to make the playoffs or anything like that? I don't think Six, so. Six, seven wins. Yeah, I don't think so. So I feel like why not play the young guy? I just I don't think he has enough experience. I think he goes if he starts week one. I feel like he will. He's gonna look like a deer in headlights out there. I mean, obviously he's a maybe he's maybe a, he's not. A f- like a freak when it comes with to how, being with athletic. How the NFL but, has been in the recent years. Yes. Yeah, they, I mean. That's how it's been known around the league. I just think everybody else, like, he's going to go up against a defense that throws him different packages. And, like, every possession will come out. It'll be a different package. And I just think it's going to – he won't know what to do with it, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe so. But I'm just excited. I I hope he gets playing time because – Oh, yeah, I want to see him play for sure. Because there was a lot of da- – so a lot of people were doubting him, and then there was also a side where a lot of people think he has great potential to be a great quarterback. I mean, he has a super high ceiling in my potential, probably the highest ceiling I don't, in the draft. I, don't, I have a big question mark on him. I don't know what to think because I think, obviously, he's a dual-threat quarterback. He's able to sling the football. Yeah. And he's able to, you know, when in trouble, he's able to run outside the pocket and make plays with his feet, yeah. and that's something that all franchises want. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a lot of promise. All the draft analysts said – and I, they worded it perfectly as a really low floor, but he has a really high ceiling. Yeah. Could be really bad, but he could be really good. And that's, that's why there's a question mark, because no one really knows what they're going to get. Because he only played 13 games in college. Yeah. It's the what I think it was like the least ever from a first-round quarterback. I don't, I don't know that stat exactly. But I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah. Um, something that I forgot to talk about when we're talking about that dominant Eagles team Um. Detroit Lions, I mean, with their 12th pick in the draft, drafted Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, um, who has some very good potential, but that left a lot of question marks about what are they doing with DeAndre Swift? It seems like they just don't give a shit about this guy. Next thing you know, he got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles and is adding to the loaded roster that they have, um, almost completing their roster, I would say. Um, He's just so injured. As they lost Miles Sanders. I understand, but... He plays seven games every season. I just... I don't. It helps, but there's a reason they only got a seventh round draft pick for him. He has so much potential if he could stay healthy, but he can't stay healthy. I think, I think this guy's gonna be good. Oh, he is I good. Think, he's no, a great he's, player. I think he's gonna be big for them. I'm sure he will be when in the games he plays in, but I, I can guarantee you he plays less than seventy five percent of the games of the season. I can guarantee it. I don't know, and if that's the case, I still feel like they'll survive because well, they have they have Rashad Penny, right? Yes, and I, th- I thought they the should stick with him as uh, uh, RB one. But no, he's good. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good. Him and Ken, Ken He's Daniel a good guy to fine. have in the backfield with another guy. Yeah, because like we talked about during the season last year, you know, it's become a big thing for a lot of NFL teams to have just like a two RB committee. Yeah, because you know, a change of pace keeps them healthy. You got a main guy, and then you got a change of pace guy, third down guy, maybe a receiving back. And um, you see it in college on every team pretty much now they all play two running backs just to keep them healthy Mm -hmm. you know they split touches so i I still wouldn't be surprised if they did that in philadelphia yeah he'll be the third down back. even with kenneth gainwell they've been they're used to playing three rbs i feel like they're gonna (laughs) keep keep up with that and i love kenneth gainwell i think he's super underrated he had a great playoffs last year yeah he did i just i think that the eagles i don't i like them getting deandre swift i think he's the best running back on their team when he's healthy but the Eagles are one of the teams that can get away with not having great, a great RB room because of Jalen Hurts' dual threat ability. Yeah. Because when they run the read option, they like one guy's playing Jalen and one guy's playing the RB. And That's not normally the case, though. Normally it's one guy picking his spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a defensive it's, end. Who, yeah. Who's he going to go get? Yeah. And that's It'll why. It's interesting to see. If they, don't, like, if they don't have a great RB, they, they're going to be fine because – it's still so unpredictable who's going to keep the ball, who's getting the ball each play. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are going to be the best team in the NFC again. It's not yeah. even going to be close. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, we were talking about it before the draft. Who's going to be the team that competes with this Eagles team in the NFC? And then we just see the players that they drafted. and it just No one's competing with them. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's it's, it's a good answer. It'll be I very interesting to see, something that we're going to have to discuss more once the season comes up. But another thing that I want to talk about in this draft for the first time in history – Four wide receivers were taken in a row back to back to back to back in the first round. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, our boy out of Ohio State, 
got drafted to Seattle Seahawks, they might have one of the best receiving cores in the league now. I yeah. mean, we were talking about it, how they were always up there with their duo. Now you add a guy like Smith and Jigba. I mean, this... They're comparable to the Bengals. hate to say I, it, I but would, like... I would Jackson agree. Smith and Jigba played the slot better than anybody I've seen play the slot in college football. He's going to go there and play the slot, and I think he's going to kill it. He's going to have an 1,000-yard season, and he's just going to be another Ohio State rookie that... Dominates. Gr- dominates, yeah. I mean... It's very exciting. And then you got Quentin Johnson out of TCU... Another very promising guy. He didn't have the highest draft grade. I don't like him that much. I think he can be a solid guy. I mean, he's a big guy. Go up and get it. I just, um, he's not a great route runner. I just, I don't know. He's very comparable to Mike Williams. I think if he's able to catch the football, which is his main job, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, because um, he's going to be the, that's his he's going to be the third wide receiver. So yeah, with Keenan Allen and I do Mike think Will. I do think the guys behind him, who I'm about to say, are better receivers. Because um, at 22 went Zay Flowers, um, a smaller receiver out of Boston College. He has some great promise for the Ravens, adding on to, to this Ravens roster who's just been loading up now with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you add in Zay Flowers now to their al- to their already uh, to the receiver room. You re-sign Lamar Jackson. Is he the highest paid quarterback now in the league? Yes. That's unbelievable. So he's gonna be and, coming uh, to play. Rashad Bateman. And then Rashad, and then, yes, to Rashad Bateman. And the receiver. And he's good. He he's good. He seems to be healthy. He's, he's been a wide receiver one his entire time there, and now he's finally going to be able to have guys around him. I think it's a good get for him, but I still think the second-best receiver in the draft was Jordan Addison, who got drafted 23 wide receiver to the Minnesota Vikings um, I mean, out of USC. I mean, Justin Jefferson are going to be crazy. I th- I, they lost Adam Thielen to the Carolina Panthers this offseason. Was that a trade or a free agency? I can't remember. I want to say it was a trade, but I can't remember exactly. Mm, I can't remember. But now you find the perfect replacement in Jordan Addison, who I think he's a guy that can kind of do it all. He's kind of he's kind of like Justin Jefferson, a great route runner. He's just tiny. He's not well. He's tiny. He's like 175 pounds. Yeah, he is light. He's a small guy, but I mean his speed makes up for it almost. Yeah. But I, th- I think he's going to we'll be see. great because he got a, one of the best receivers in the league, Justin Jefferson, aside him. I think that's yeah. a great spot to go learn. One of the more, one of the better system quarterbacks in the NFL in Kirk Cousins. Um, I feel like they're going to be fine. I f- just the next step is to see what they do with Dalvin Cook, if they hold on to him or if they move him or if they trade him. But that Vikings receiver room just got a whole lot better, in my opinion. I think Jordan Addison's the second best receiver in the draft. Yeah. I think I like. Zay Flowers is a little more better than Jordan Addison. Okay. Zay Flowers. I mean, Zay Flowers' tape is he's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's gross. But JSN was the best wide receiver in the draft. It wasn't close. Yeah. He went I agree. first for a reason. Yeah. I think he could have gone a little higher, honestly. Yeah. I mean, all the wide receivers fell way more yeah. than I thought. All yeah. the way to twenty. I mean, I, I thought yeah, they would start going at fifteen, sixteen. You know, but yeah. Because who the who the Packers draft? Uh, Will Will McDonald. Iowa State. I mean, that, was, that was a bad pick. I don't think it's terrible. I mean, the Packers had one of the worst draft grades. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You said the Pat. That he went to the Jets. Who the Packers Will draft? McDonald. They draft they another edge rusher, Lucas Van Ness, but yeah. I just wanted to get that right. Yeah. I don't That's know. It's a bad why. pick. Aaron, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, former team, new team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I they could have went they could have went and got a receiver for their uh new young quarterback, but not even young anymore. When did he get drafted? Like 2017? Three three, no, not that long ago. Not that long. I want to say three years ago, two, yeah. three years ago. Uh, I mean, he'll, I think he's going to be good. He's never played. He's I'll, played like what, one game? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, rounding out this, this draft talk, I mean, I don't really care for it. Will Levis got drafted to the Tennessee Titans early in the second round. Um, they said he's going to start out as a third string, but he's going to have the opportunity to compete for the starting job. Yeah. So with him, Ryan Tannehill, and then um, Malik Willis, um, I think I think he's going to take Malik Willis's backup job. Um, maybe we'll see how good he really is. Um, but I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be their starter without a doubt. I. It'll be interesting though. I saw a clip of a. Uh, it was them talking about why Will Levis fell, and it was because teams didn't like their meetings with Will Levis. Really. Levis comes across as a little cocky. He loves Colin Coward. He loves the gun show. He showed, and he, the point is, who is this? Colin Coward? He showed up to meetings and 
a sleeveless shirt. He, you know, he was just saying he was way too cocky and it turned off the GMs. Yeah. And like, I, mean, quarter- I don't know. You hear, you hear draft stories all the time. Like I was seeing Rob Gronkowski yeah, stories Patriots. all over the place with the Patriots. He did his workout, went back into the facility and <laughs> fell asleep. And this guy's was one of the best tight ends of all time. I think it's different when it's a quarterback though. Cause that's a leadership position. Yeah. And you're it's, right. It's you not right about that. It's not a position where you come in and you're cocky. Like you're leading the team. Like you're a humble guy. Like if the team loses, like as a quarterback, you take the blame. Yeah. And whether it's your fault or not, you're taking the blame. And yeah. that's why people hate Zach Wilson on the jets. And that's why Will Levis didn't get drafted earlier than the second round. He's going to need an opportunity though. He's going to get an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, this Titans team is looking for something, someone to bring him back to life. We say um, that, but they're they're a decent team. Yeah. But they, they, don't, they, they feel so much worse than what they really are. That makes sense. They're not that good. They're not good, but their record is better than with their team, I think. I, they, they look like a team that should only be winning four or three games a year. No, a little more than that. You think? I think a little I more. I mean, than they still that. have Derrick Henry, but outside of that, they're. Their defense isn't that bad, is it? I don't think it's that bad. It's not great. I mean, I'm ex- <laughs> I'm expecting them to have another year like last year. Seven wins. Seven yeah. and ten? Six and eleven? Yeah. Eight and nine, maybe something like that. But I don't see them as a playoff team this year. Yeah, no, I agree. They're not a playoff team, especially in the AFC. AFC is too damn good. Any last thing you want to talk about before we uh, finish up this NFL talk? We're, I mean, we're going to continue to talk about it over these next few weeks um, because I, there's just obviously so many guys, so many new additions to, new t- to teams. Um, it's just hard to do it all in one sitting. But We need to find you an NFL team to root for. My team's the Bengals next year. Yeah. Because Jamar Chase, he's my, Jamar he's Chase. my NFL, he's my uh, fantasy keeper, fifth round. Got a third Bengals Pretty excited fan. about it. Um, But, I mean, shout out Zach Harrison. Draft to Atlanta, third round pick. I think he can make a big impact for them. I think he's a good player. I don't know if he's great. Um, But it just depends on how they develop him. I think he's got a good body for the league. I think I think it's a good fit for him in Atlanta as they're building. Yeah, um, I mean, I like what Atlanta's done so far in the offseason. Yeah. Signing Jesse Bates. Um, Drafting Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I mean. I, he got a draft grade D, but I think that's a great pick. But I just, who's. He's a hell of a running back. Who's playing quarterback for him? Right now it's a boy, Cincy boy, Des Ritter. Desmond Ritter. That's, Maybe Taylor Heineke. That's they got downfall. Taylor Heineke. He's probably going to start. He should I, start. I don't know who starts. Their quarterback situation is an issue. Yeah. But I'm just saying Bijan Robinson is he was the best running back in the draft. Yeah, I mean they passed on Will Levis. They could have yes. gotten him. But no, but you don't want a guy like that. You don't. That's I, just I think it just goes to show though. Mel Kuyper. Yes. Dumbass. Why? Will Levis going one or two. Did he? Yes. Why did he? W- yes. Vegas dumbass. Yeah. Will Levis had the best odds to go number two. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it's That's obvious. Weird. Like these guys don't watch film. <laughs> like everybody knew C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were going one and two, except for Mel Kiper, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out our boy Alan Smith, Columbus, Ohio native, <laughs> uh, big Ivy League guy. Uh, played at Brown, um, went undrafted, but then got signed by the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. If he's able to make that roster and make it in the league, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, just talk about love for the game. Yeah. I mean, um, I know he went to my high school, but I'm going to keep it real on this podcast and say he's not making that roster. He'll be on the practice I squad. I don't know, but he's got a great career I mean, in football, whether it's in the NFL. Yeah, or whether he's making it's money playing football. Yeah. He's made it. Yeah, he's made it. He made it. Yeah. He's Happy a, he, for the brother. Whether he makes $4 million a year or $400,000 a year, he's fine. Yeah. And he went to Brown. He has a great education if it doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was just very cool to see. Yeah, very it was cool. cool. To see. You don't see a lot of guys in Ivy League. Especially, I feel like at the RB spot, yeah. get looked at in the pros and. Chiefs. Andy Reid saw something in him. Yeah, maybe yeah. he plays. Maybe he does. <laughs> Give him credit. Give him credit. But, they use a lot of RBs. Yeah, I know. Pacheco's their guy. He could be their. He could be their. Uh, you know, their red zone guy inside the five. Power bound it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that'll so be really maybe, interesting. Maybe Allen gets a touchdown in the league this year. We'll see. Uh, we got to keep eyes on that. I mean, we got to keep eyes on that. We'll see. We we'll thought see. Benny Snell was going to have some better potential, but. I mean, he got touches. He's in the league. Yeah, he plays like. You see, he dropped an he, album. He dropped an album. Benny Snell dropped this an album. This is why he's not a star. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his name on Apple Music is Ben Him. 
There you go. His album title, Snow Yeah. Go check it out. It's not terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> uh, so any last words you want to say before we leave this show? Uh, yeah, Bengals had a top five draft. <laughs> Happy for him. He did. Who, who's the favorite pick for you? Uh, Jordan Battle. Safety. Okay. Yeah. Needed him. Needed DBs. Him, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor-Britt. And we drafted another cornerback. Um, can't remember his name. DJ Ivy. DJ Ivy. Seventh round. Yeah. Um, I feel like my two favorite picks for your boys are Miles Murphy in the late first. I think it's going to be huge for you guys. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's a big piece you guys needed. It's a big piece because we got no pressure on the quarterback towards the end of the season last year. And then year. I really like Chase Brown in the fifth round. Yeah. I think I think he could be key for you guys. He's gonna, we'll see what you guys do with your RB room um, with Joe Mixon and company. But he could be our like third down back. Yeah, for sure. So He had the fourth most, most, most all-purpose yards in college football last year. 1,844? I want to say it's pretty good. Yeah. Fourth most. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Like I said, we're going to keep talking about the NFL over this off season as there's a whole lot to get into, but that's going to do it for this week. It looks like we might be doing a zoom podcast next week. So we apologize if there's a, you know, a bit of a difference in the sound, but you know, we got to do the best we can do to provide all of our sports knowledge to our big fan base that we got all around the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just do this for fun. But <laughs> but thanks for tuning Still in. Still got our viewer in India? Huh? Still got our listener in I India? I think so. Really? I don't know. Do we? Do we? I don't know. We're going to have to look at that. Shout out, though. Hi, <laughs> in India. Yeah. Hopefully he's a big Celtics fan. <laughs> go Celtics. Go seas go. See us rise. 12 to go. Four down. It's going to be a hell of a week. Starts tonight, Monday, May 1st. I got us in six. That'll do it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.